Hi, welcome to our uh, World Championships preview with a very special guest, Mark Hanaretti. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm still trying to find a way to upload our um, little slideshow. So, um, Mark, if you just want to talk about your experience on Dancing on Ice recently. Oh, my goodness, yes. I've just finished the... TV show Dancing on Ice, which is an, or was in its 15th series in the UK. Um, that was my 10th series on the show. Uh, and for those that don't know or don't watch the show, we are paired with a celebrity skater who uh, starts skating right about October. They do a couple of months of training and then we have the live shows. And there were nine live shows um, this year. Um, the partner that I had did well. She got the quarterfinals and then an injury kind of ruled us out a little bit. I thought we might go further, but sadly that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, great fun, love the job. And this year, all the more exciting because um, I got to skate with Olivia Smart, who's obviously um, a regular on the, or has been a regular on the competitive scene. So she was my pro partner. So I got to do some fun stuff with her as well. So um, yeah, all good. And then I've got just a few days at home, precious days at home with my family before scooting off to Japan on Sunday. And obviously you'll be Japan for Worlds. Yes, yeah, World Championships in Japan, yeah. <laughs> and Alexa already in the chat saying um, she thought that you would have made the final. Obviously... Alexa, I thought we would too, <laughs> not going to lie. I thought... I thought you would as well. <laughs> so, um, alas, still yet to... Um, take that trophy and that um to be fair before we delve into world championship chat um for the period of so i think i did uh, commentated on the grand prix i did cross paths with some dancing nice training so i did double duty in terms of work till whenever the last grand prix was and then for the subsequent period of time so december january february and up until sunday my brain is in the world of celebrity skating and thus a double twizzle would be something that i would cheer for endlessly so i now need to reconnect with the real world of skating so i've been my head has been in the dancing nice world of, of our sport um which is a totally different remit with totally different expectations um and now i just need to reconnect with real world stuff and at the moment probably i'm still half and half and i think a double axle will probably make me get up <laughs> off my seat and applaud i need to yeah reconnect with the real real world stuff can i ask because as an American who can't watch uh, Dancing on Ice except little clips after the fact. Do you coach your partner? Like, or do they also work with other people to teach them how to skate? Because it seems amazing how good they can get. Yeah, so they, um, there's a team. So Torvald and Dean are on the team. They're the, they created the show 18 years ago. Um, and then underneath them, they have a, a team of coaches. Um, one of, in fact, the head coach is Karen Barber, who was a bronze medalist at Europeans in ice dance in '85, uh, with Nikki Slater. So she's the head coach, and then there are other coaches. Uh, but for me, because my kind of regular job is to be a coach um, and a choreograph, so for me, I don't um, sort of exploit that as much. Um, but for some of the other professional skaters who performing as as being their mainstay, for them, they can lean into that a little bit more. Um, but I think in terms, Anna, of how did they get decent, I think the fear of performing in front of millions of people um, is a good, uh, or I don't know if good uh, motivator, but certainly a motivator to exponential progress in a very short space of time. I, I can believe it because I've been skating most of my life and I'm not sure that I could um, perform like some of them have managed to. Yeah, like I say, the fear base. And then it's... I suppose um, they're getting a very different ice skating experience for a beginner skater than most would. They're getting two hours a day with a professional, often with coaching. They are uh, performing in a smaller ice rink, so that always makes us look a little bit stronger. They've got costume, they've got lights, they've got makeup, they've got hair. So everything is, is geared towards making them look as good as is possible in such a short space of time. That's great. That's super fun. And skating. Oh, <laughs> there. Yeah, we have our, a little slideshow. So I've managed now. to get it to work, thankfully. <laughs> Bravo, Sarah. Bravo. Um. So today is also our website's four-year anniversary. And here's a little tribute 
to Ellie, because usually she does a little drink uh, dedicated to the episode right at the beginning. Looks like it's a different drink every time. Yes, she tries to put it in with the theme of the um, whatever, like, competition, um, wherever the competition is. Um, so, she like, the location of the competition she tries to do, uh, honouring that. Um, but, yeah. So, so there'll be Saki so next week is basically what would happen. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think she did that for NHK as well. Um, but, yeah, so that would be the plan. Connoisseur of skating and alcohol. <laughs> yes. I am not drinking alcohol because it is 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I have to go back to work after we record this, but I do have my um, Jonathan Van Ness um, figure skating themed mug, so. Nice. I come, I come with squash, I'm sorry, I'm not very excited. Yeah, I come with water, like none of us, none of us are honoring Ellie in the way she would prefer. I don't think we could keep up with that level of expertise. We'll dive straight in to um, the men's event at the World Championship. So we were sort of looking at top five, but uh, Mark, what's your thoughts on the men's event as we look at it? Um, I think the men's event scheduled to be the last event um, of the four disciplines. So to me, that signals the um, host skating federations love for the event hopes. <laughs> hopes yeah certainly their hopes um and perhaps you know the, the legacy that is Yuzuru Hanyu obviously paves the way for you know, the monstrously huge appreciation for men's figure skating in Japan so that said I think that the event itself will be just I cannot comprehend how exhilarating and exciting it will be for the for all of the men competing and particularly for those representing the home nation um I was reading up today about the arena and I think that between 19,000 and 22,000 seats um, obviously that'll be dependent upon the, the sport or the event that's taking place I think actually it said it may go up to 36,000 presumably if the seating on on the arena um, but imagine having almost 20,000 people supporting you know a hometown favorite and, and reigning world champion that's just going to be bonkers uh, so I cannot wait to to be on site and sense that that excitement and um, Obviously, well, not obviously, I presume the battle, the heavy weighted battle will be between Ilya Malin and, and Shoma Uno. Um, and I just think that that will be incredibly exciting. There's going to be an inevitable desire for many to see Shoma do well in his home nation. But for me, I just I just always hope everybody skates their best and they are rewarded accordingly. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. <laughs> So do you have a, a particular person you think is actually going to win the men's event between Shoma and Ilya? Um, yeah. It's tricky. It was interesting reading up on Shoma and hearing how much he praised Ilya for motivating him. Uh, and I think that's fascinating because obviously Shoma Uno has been a stalwart. He's been, you know, a success story for so many years. And as, as the world champion, it's just amazing to, to think this is a guy who's spent you know, many years somewhat in the shadow of, of Hanyu and um, Nathan Chen, and now he's, he's taking the step up top spot of the world podium, and yet he's already praising some some other guy, and that's testament to how humble he must be, uh, but also just how very, I, don't, I suppose, aware and mindful he is of his own quality and that of others. You know, there's no delusion there as to him now being world champion and, and being the, the front runner. In terms of who's likely to to win, I, I couldn't call it. I suppose that you know it, it will be so heavily dependent upon the skates. I think it really will be dependent upon the skates. You have to expect that you know Ilya's having known Shoma for so many seasons that um, we're more accustomed to what we're likely to see. Whereas Ilya is a less seasoned campaigner, so less predictable force. And obviously, we all know that his TES score could be ginormous. Yeah, <laughs> and how the judges how the judges perceive PCS um, could dictate so much. Yeah, I mean, Shoma's definitely been winning the PCS battle this year, and also I think he's undefeated, obviously, in all competitions. Um, so I do think Shoma will probably win, uh, but I do think Ilya will probably be second. So. And, and what do you guys think for third? Uh, I have Adam chow him far but i'm not confident on that <laughs> i 
I have Keegan, which I would not have said before Four Continents, but I just think that he is somehow like manifesting this for himself. Yeah. Willing it in a way that I am not going to count him out anymore. I think, well, um, as as roller's commentators, I step into the you know the role of commentator. I'm reluctant to make my um, guesstimations because I don't want that to be perceived as bias or favoritism. That said, I think the whole skating community has such a huge soft spot for Keegan, um, and knowing his story and knowing this would be presumably his last event unless he does World Team Trophy, one of his or his last World Championships. That would make um, many fans around the world very very happy but also make them even more upset at the notion that would be his last <laughs> yeah i have adam third but my heart is wanting gigan third for just like the narrative of it all yeah yeah i think definitely he could get into top five i think like keegan adam sota yamamoto like they all maybe even junhuan cha like if they skated clean like there's no knowing where they could place like i feel like all of them have a good chance at the podium and definitely top five. I saw yeah. Adam posting some really nice quad flips and quad loops uh, recently, which should that m make its way into his performances, then that could be, you know, a bit of a game changer. Yeah, I had um, maybe the odd one out in that I put Jason Brown in my top five along He's with... He's in my five. Um, I had um, Adam and um, in as fourth, um, but then I had Jason as five, which I had to I did argue with myself about him versus Jun Wancha, but Jun has just had such an inconsistent season, even though I love him, that I I just think that if Jason goes out and skates like even that clean program with no quads, he will get rewarded for it enough that whichever men are inconsistent may fall below him. It may not be exactly those skaters, but I would be surprised if he doesn't end up in the top six or seven. It does seem um, recently the judges are more and more confident to really go with Jason in the PCS, reflective of his quality, despite the lack of technical element prowess. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was looking at um, skating scores is like uh, they've compiled all the season's best results and I forgot Jason was going to be at Worlds. I apologize. <laughs> to be fair, he I doesn't was... have a season's best. <laughs> yeah, so I was like looking at the, the list of names and then uh, Anna mentioned Jason. I was like, oh, of course, Jason. He's definitely got to be in the top five. Uh, well, We'll see on the skate, but he's Depending definitely in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think irrespective of result, what an amazing attribute he is to any world, to any event that he's in and how, you know, I think skating skaters, skater skaters will just be so grateful to him for putting himself back under the pressure of competition because, you know, we don't watch Jason for the technical element score. We just watch Jason for the gloriousness of his skating and, and getting to see that again will undoubtedly be a treat. Yeah. Mark, what do you think about um, how Soda and Kazuki are likely to do? Uh, from, for me, <clears throat> I think obviously the, you know, we've seen in, in other events how much of a, an advantage it can be to have a home crowd. And then equally on the flip side of that, dependent on the personality and the character that we're watching that can have you know, really detrimental impact upon their ability to perform under that pressure. The hope would really be um, that the home crowd will be able to just elevate them. And, and, and that always gives those gorgeous moments that, um, you know, skating fans and sports fans around the world live for, to see somebody perform at their best in front of a home crowd in arguably the nation that is, you know, the biggest lovers of skating currently in the globe. I mean, that would be my hope. And and should they skate cleanly, then undoubtedly in the mix. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a question from Marla uh, in our YouTube chat. Which competitor do you think has the most chance of pulling off a complete surprise in a good way in the men's event? I don't want to be the first to answer. Somebody else, come on, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would be a complete surprise because of how he did at Euros, but I think Lucas Britsky has speed in the mix there considering how much improvement he's made 
um, over the season. And he seems to be training really well. He's posted a lot of videos of jumps that he's training and step sequences and stuff and spins. He seems to be very prepared. So I definitely, I definitely think he has a shot at the top 10. If he, if somebody else falters, he can easily move into that top five. And, and we don't mention the Italian skaters or Dennis Vasiliev. Yep. Um, you know, that, you know, that, those those skaters could definitely be in the mix for top 10 i'm sure yeah for sure yeah um i also kind of wonder the two that i'm looking at sort of as a potential surprise um i think has quite a bit of potential if he goes clean um and then i'm really interested to see how boyang jin is going to be able to do um i didn't put him very high in my own ranking because i He's still just coming back from tough injuries and not a lot of training time, but seeing his performances um, and him in practice at Four Continents, I was so impressed with how much he has improved. Um, And so I think even if he goes out without a huge technical arsenal, I wouldn't be surprised if he does make it back into top 10. And I kind of hope he goes out without trying for too many quads and i think um i don't know about you guys but certainly the skaters that we consistently see and have seen for so many seasons then you can't help but you know just be increasingly connected to them so you know boyan jen isn't necessarily a skater that's my kind of skater stylistically um and yet now because we've seen him so many times know that he's had challenges he's had success and then gone through challenges you know the heart warms to that and so there's an element of oh come on you know let's see let's see if he's <laughs> he's got really good programs this year and it, he didn't really show them in competition but he i was completely blown away by how much his um skating skills and performance has improved um which i was would never have thought that i would have been saying that about him previously and, and he worked with Joey Russell on the short program this year, that's right. And um, I'd seen uh, performances choreographed by Joey Russell at the Junior Grand Prix. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, this is a cool program, I'm liking this choreography. And then having to reference back to the list. And that name came up a few times, you know, independent of me being aware of it. It was like oh, a couple of times I'd watched the performance. Oh, I like that choreography. Oh, there's that name again. And, and, and he'd obviously see it again with Boyan this year. I've not observed, I've not been familiar with it this year. So it'll be fresh eyes for me on it. Definitely. There's a couple of people in chat um, saying that they put Matteo Rizzo in their top five if the quad loop cooperates. Mm-hmm. Um, another question from David. Do you think that Daniel Grasso will bounce back from Europeans? <laughs> Interesting choice of words with uh, enough time with Tuberizzi. I would say um, any time with her is too much time, but that's just my opinion. Um I am interested to see how he does. I don't necessarily think it's going to be the result he wants it to be. I, I, I'd like to be, um, I know there's obviously huge speculation about the choices that he has made and um, a lot of backlash uh, on, on those recent choices. I think um, no skater makes their choices wanting to be abused online about them. No skater makes those choices wanting it to uh, consequently make them worse or give them worse results. And so, you know, I, I've seen some horrible stuff online about those choices and that upsets me as well. Whatever the choices may be, I don't, I don't want to get involved in naming and shaming and slamming the skater for them. They just want the best yeah. for themselves. They just want, you know, to, to see the years of graph they put in rewarded uh, and pushed higher uh, at this stage. So I just hope for healthy, happy humans that perform the best. Another question is coming. Which man will you miss the most? Uh, these worlds among the season competitors thinking about Cal, Roman, Sean, for example. Nathan Chen, why is he not on there? <laughs> True. Is that yeah? I, I'd say Nathan. I I think you know Nathan was obviously epic. Um, it's nice to see a new generation and and, and obviously another American great skater coming and, and and following in his success. Um, 
but always the season after you miss the one that was best the year before. It's the same for Papadakis and Cesar. I'll miss Gabriel and Guillaume in the dance event this year as well. Yeah. Anyone else have uh, a man I mean, that miss the season? I think it's I, it's not necessarily a case of missing, but I think it's a shame for Cal considering what an amazing season he's had that his season ends at Junior Worlds because he I think he has this it's either the second or the third highest score of the season on the season's best list. So for him to not be a Worlds seems kind of crazy, but I mean the the weight that Nationals puts and such a massively talented men's field uh, for Japan just it just didn't work out for him to be here but especially what a shame to miss out on a home home worlds as well yeah yeah true, true. yeah um before we move on to women does anyone have anything else they'd like to say on the men's event may the best man win <laughs> I'm curious to see and hear what people think about Kevin Amos. Like, where do you think he'll fit into everything? It's interesting. It's been a very up and down year for him with, uh, you know, getting that ankle yeah. injury earlier in the season. But he did start regaining his quads again. So if he can put it all together, he, he should be a surefire for the top 10. Um, I don't know if he has the technical content for the podium, but he does have the PCS to get him there. A, a bit like Jason Brown, I just grateful yeah. that he's there. I want to see that short program. Love, live for that short. That's fabulous. Yeah, I'm really hoping that he can just show us that kind of great skating. And Andrew, um, we yeah. have another question that I'm trying to put on the screen. It's on the screen. <laughs> um, that's not loading for me. I don't know if my internet's going. Okay, it might be. Um, so how do you think Andrew Tokashev will do? He was fantastic at Nationals and then Challenge Cup. I was on the edge of my seat waiting for him to get his minimums. Um, he had an incredible Nationals. Has not really had any um, international experience in the last three years or so. And we've lost Sarah. Um, uh so i'm not expecting a lot i think he has obviously the potential to finish well if he skates clean but i'm not expecting too much of him it's interesting to read that he um wasn't expecting or planning to be competing at worlds and his intention was after nationals to return to training to to amass more quads for next season and, and he was hoping the next season would be his breakout to to Boral. So um, hopefully he can really relish the opportunity despite it not being on his radar just a couple of months ago. I think we're probably good to move on to the women. <coughs> women now, and hopefully we'll get Sarah back. <laughs> we lost her. We've lost her. <laughs> and we've lost the presentation in the process as well. Um, so, anybody have any original, like, thoughts on the women? Come on, somebody else take the lead. Go on. Is there anybody <laughs> I moved Kari and Mai back and forth in my list <laughs> seven times. I keep changing my <laughs> mind about which of them I think is more likely. And then probably I will say that and then it's going to be like Luna will win after all of that. <laughs> so, um, but I do think it's most likely it's going to be one or the other. I think I'm leaning toward Mai. Um, I really just feel like this has been such a sort of like with Shoma in some ways, this has been just such a solid season all the way up until this point that I have so much confidence in her going forward. Yeah, I have Kyori in first and Mai in second and then Luna in third. Um, but any one of them could easily perform better than the other on the day and take the title. I am hoping it's redemption for Luna after a disappointing Europeans. Um, she's, had, she's had a much tougher year this year with a lot more pressure on her shoulders. So I just hope she can skate clean and skate well and feel ple pleased and proud of what she, what she does. I think, um, again, we'll I think the short program result, which will dictate the starting obviously, order, obviously, for the free skate, could really pave the way for GOEs and, and PCS in the in the free skate, insofar as 
should somebody find themselves last to skate or near the end of that group and really be able to utilize the energy in the arena, then that could just be the little catalyst to get a plus four instead of a plus three or a 9.5 instead of a 9.25. So I think the short program results psychologically could, could really determine, especially if everybody were to skate clean, you know, that, that would be interesting to see how that could bolster for, particularly for the home nation skaters, if that could really push their, their PC, uh, PCS up and the DOEs up. No, yeah, I noticed that you didn't have Isabel, nobody mentioning. Uh, yeah, Alexa says um, that she thinks Nasty has a very good chance of the podium, so uh, Anastasia Kovanova. I um, did not have her in my top five, even though she won Europeans. I have uh, Yelim in fourth and Isabeau in fifth. So that's that's where I think Isabeau will be, in my opinion. But I had, same, but I had Hyen in fourth and, and Isabeau was fifth. I really hope that Isabeau is able to come back strong here. I was so sorry for her at Four Continents, um, but I, I just think that it's going to be really hard for her to come out and be at that same level of confidence to go to a podium spot here. She's um, second on the mean scores of the season, but Kawari, you know. Yeah. I I I think it's going to be a hard one to predict, really, because all the scores are all like really close as well. Mm. The top five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I makes think, it exciting. I think yeah. now that maybe Yellen's had a little bit, hopefully, a little bit more of a less stressful time because obviously she was doing back to back to back competitions and it was really wearing on her and, and affecting her consistency. So I feel like she can achieve a top five result. Although if she makes any mistake, that's, that's probably going to take her out of the top. It's really fun, though, to have a women's event where it feels like the podium in the top five is all over the place, that there are, like, most of the skaters who are in the top ten could be in the top five if they skate well. Like, it, it just feels like a really exciting event to be going forward. And interestingly, I noted when I was just looking through the biographies, the ISU biographies, um, I should, I'm sure skating scores could rattle this out for me in two seconds, but the mean <laughs> age um, of, of many of the women does seem significantly higher. And I think, um, as I mentioned with, when we're talking about Boyan Jin in the men's event, when we have the luxury of seeing these skaters continue to compete for multiple seasons, we just connect with them that little bit more. We have that more uh, resonance with them. And that's what, you know, gets us on the edge of our seat excited and eager to cheer them on yeah absolutely there's a lot of um talking about amber in the comments uh, i really hope she has a great world obviously this will be her first world um and i would absolutely love it if she was able to land the triple axel finally um but just to have you know complete skates that she is she's happy with and i would just love to see her finish the season happy mm, amen to that and i think you know, sometimes the energy in the arena paves the way for all of the subsequent skates. So if the first group has a good day, and then, you know, there's so often we've seen that, that if the first group is successful, then it paves the way for that kind of energy in the arena. And if oh, there's nothing we want more than for everybody to skate at their personal best, and then good judging to just decide the result, and it's taken off the hands. So Amber skating cleanly, we hope. Yeah. I'm curious where everyone has Kimi Rapon coming because obviously uh, Europeans medal and then she had the uh, Junior World Championships a couple of weeks ago coming into Senior Worlds now. Um, do people have her top 10, maybe just a bit below it? No, I think it's um, dependent upon the rotation, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think the judging and, will, will tell. Yeah, depends on who is on the uh, technical panel <laughs> and... Uh, how they foresee her jumps um but she did like i like that she obviously struggled with her rotation in the short program at worlds and then went i tried really hard to jump higher and and make sure my rotations were cleaner in the free in the free skate and she was rewarded for that she didn't get nearly as many calls in the free skate so she she knows how to like bounce back from that and and try and improve like on the fly so she's resilient 
And Brady will be another one who it'll be interesting to see like calls on a day may make a big difference to how she places as well. I, I like the whole idea of her Rodan sculpture, I think, and the story behind it, the Greta Thunberg vocal. Some people hate it, but I, I think it's cool. <laughs> I like I think it. It's an interesting concept. I, li I like somebody just get well, you know, if somebody put effort into it, whether you like it or not, I can recognize the effort and I appreciate yeah. it. Where do you guys uh, think Inka Watanabe is going to fit in? Because, like, I think what makes the women's interesting this year is like there's not that much ultra C elements and like triple axles flying all around the place. So, but, yeah, I but then she that... does. Yeah, it's, it's definitely obviously dependent on if she lands that triple axle, and we know she can. Um, but she'll definitely put herself in the mix if she is able, like, to land her triple axles. And the problem um, is, is that she tends to go for it in the short. Which then, if she doesn't land that, then she puts herself at a massive disadvantage. And maybe, Izumi, you know how many triple axles are on planned program contents? It's not a, not a research I've done yet, but obviously, Amber. <laughs> okay, Amber. Rika. Somebody on. Well, just that Rinka said that she's definitely doing it in the short program. Yeah. That even though she's only landed one out of nine, she's like, I'm going to get a higher percentage and going to do it here. So <laughs> I know that both Nina and Hain have tried it before, but I doubt they would go for it here. Um, I don't know if anyone else is trying it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to see some practices and, well, we'll see the planned program contents, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, what people, given, as you said, Azumi, the decreased amount of attempts we've seen this season, whether or not people will then be be relatively conservative or choose to exploit a, maybe a potential opening that that extra base value could give. I mean, in some ways for Rinka, it makes so much sense to go for it because she doesn't have a huge amount to lose from it in terms of the expectations on her. Like if she lands it, she could really well she could meddle like you know if she had a great time but if she if she doesn't she'll be okay in some ways i think it makes sense for her to go for the rest she always seems like very resilient like personality wise like she it never seems to bother her that if she doesn't land something uh she just kind of she's just happy to be there and i mean i suppose if you're a japanese uh world team member that in itself like, yay. If you made it out of the world team for Japan, then celebrate because you did deserve it. And assuming Mai and Kaiori do as well as we expect them to, there should be no questions about them keeping three spots. So that that shouldn't really be a weight on Rinka's mind. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if the Korean and American women are able to each do well enough to keep the three spots. I think they're certainly capable of it, but yeah. There's only so many people who can finish up to like the top 13. Yeah. Uh, do we see a top 10 finish for Kurakova, Petrokina, or Mikutina? Hmm. I, hmm. Interesting. I, I would say maybe Kurakova has the best chance of the three. Uh, I feel like Mikutina and Petrokina have been a little bit inconsistent uh, recently. I, I'd agree. I think um, Kurokova is increasingly popular with fans around the globe as well. And so I think there's uh, certainly when I'm online and looking for stuff, I, I know, so often notice the, the love for her smile. So I think there'll be plenty of people cheating her on. Yeah. Who else um, do we think might be a surprise get into the top 10? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think we've kind of sewn it up, haven't we? Um, I know Madeline Shazaz really wants the top 10 because I know she wants two spots for Canada. I'm not sure I see it as a realistic goal this season, but I'm rooting for her to do as well as she possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I. She's such a great personality and she is like when she skates well, she is so talented and it's been such a tough season. So she's definitely one of the people that I would love to see be able to kind of have that redemption skate at Worlds. But are you guys suspecting that it'll be three uh, Koreans, three Japanese, three Americans, and Luna Hendricks that round out the top 10? Is that the assumption, do you think, for many? I mean, maybe. Um, um, maybe not three Americans. 
I think the maybe I would say that Kimmy and Nastia are probably the two who have the best chance of breaking that up. Yeah. Yeah, agree. It'll be interesting to see how Cheyon does because obviously this is her first Worlds and she had a very consistent season up until Born Continents when she started to struggle a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she does under that pressure. Um, but if she she's had a very consistent short program so she can definitely be in the mix um, for the free skate if she skates cleanly. I'm rooting for her and for her short program among other reasons because I love that I feel like she's the first skater that I've ever seen who skated to a cover of a Leonard Cohen song that wasn't Hallelujah. And I would really love to reward her and her choreographer and her team just for having made that choice. I mean, everything <laughs> else um, is also nice. But... Always appreciate some out-of-the-box choices. <laughs> Brave. Alexa has a question. I don't know. When my internet cut out, I don't know if this was already asked or not. No, it wasn't. Okay, so um, Alexa's question. Supply chain shortages affecting boot and blade manufacturers really seem to have gotten worse just lately, and I can't help but wonder how it's... Well, it's very interesting affecting elite skaters. Have you noticed this, and how could it affect competitors? Well, I actually know that Conrad Orzel, um, his books broke last week, and he's managed to get his hands on uh, new skates for this event. Um... I have heard increasingly of people struggling to get um, their hands on uh, equipment. And I noticed that then, I've heard certainly of others then uh, ex uh, being somewhat forced to try a different manufacturer just to be able to have skates. So I've heard people using Aura skates because the brand that they previously used weren't able to supply what they needed. Um, so yeah, certainly something that I am mindful of and increasingly aware of. Um, but yeah, I presume that for most of the athletes, I suppose it's different because it's the Neolithic cycle, so the competition season will be longer for so many of those competing in Saitama than they previously had. Uh, so perhaps the boots are struggling to just make it to the end of the season. So I suppose there'll be lots of the skaters that are just ready and prepped to go jump into new skates. Um, as soon as it's possible and hopefully you know many of them would be able to get what they need yeah um unlike, unlike me who will cling on to my skates for as long as i possibly can <laughs> I'm, I'm sure some skaters wish they could do that as well <laughs> yeah 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 i'm not jumping quads so i do not need any strength <laughs> <laughs> um we will be answering some questions from twitter towards the end of the Did hour hopefully yeah. <laughs> i was just gonna say i said to um because obviously i've been away from home so so much and i was like oh i'll be finished by seven and i'm thinking oh we'll try i'm already i'm already a bad daddy and bad husband because i'm never around so yeah i think I, i'm on duty for bedtime <laughs> uh we'll get you, you done by then, to... don't worry yes yes definitely um i guess the biggest question is the the battle for winning pairs is between uh two teams i guess uh, i mean be the assumption the the just you know our heart goes out to todd sand and his family and obviously the mm -hmm. um consequential impact of that on on his team and, and and how that must have undoubtedly affected them and so i just hope that they'll be able to be in the moment um, and I've managed to make training as optimal as possible. Um, thank you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think coming into it, everyone was rooting for um, Rika Ryuchi to win home world. It's like, it's a, it's a big moment for them. Um, and for Japanese pair skating as well, because it's, it's such a small discipline there. Definitely, yeah. Um, but with Alexa and Brandon um, obviously being coached by Todd San, I think there are more people sort of for, uh, what's the word? Um, oh my God, the word has escaped my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. There's an emotion. I think people like have an emotional connection yes. to them and their skating that sometimes hasn't always been 
as clear for fans maybe but like not that you ever want like people to be having to be suffer horrible things but in some ways i think hearing them speak about what they're going through has humanized them a little bit in a way that makes it um makes and the resilience that it takes to to yeah. focus on such a big competition like that with such a traumatic event happening. yeah i think that um probably going into event skating fans around the world would have all wanted to see the japanese win whereas now i don't think people would be you know, sad at the Americans. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think about bronze? I went back and forth a few times of between Diana and um, Kantimachi for bronze, but. It, I think it could be any one of three teams, depending on the day. So I think I, I personally picked Kantimachi, but it could easily be still after Dudek Deschamps or Chan Hao if, if they skate as well as they did at Full Continents. I I had Conti Machi for bronze, um, based on their just based on their entire season so far. I think they've been on such a great path, um, and it would be great if like this is how they ended their season. I assume like anywhere in the top five would be great for them because um they didn't even know they were coming to Worlds. Obviously, Italy has one pair spot, um, but I think it would be so great, like such a great story if they finish the season with a bronze or at least like in that top five would be great i'm, I'm always scared without researching so um i'm always scared without facts checking so i would never say anything on air from commentating without either furiously quickly checking on my phone or having done the pre-prep but um i'll i'll put my big boy pants on and, and just check when or has it's the one the medal how often has that happened or has it happened in pairs? Mm. I can do a quick check. And I'll come back oh. to you. <laughs> That's what we usually do right before like an event yeah. finishes. We're like, quick, Rapid check the records. Like, if we yeah. can make a tweet. <laughs> so what do you do, Sina? What's your process? Let me know. What, what are you, where are you going? What are you doing? I am running to Wikipedia. Okay, um, so, yeah, it's the same as what I do. Okay. <laughs> just so I know that I've got the most efficient. Quickly scanning all the, all the medalists. And I'm just looking through the flags to see if I see any green because that's White. the rarest colour that will be here. Okay, I'm just relieved to know that then your process is the same as mine, which bolsters my confidence that my process is as quick and streamlined as can be. For world's pairs, I believe they would be the first Italian wow. pairs to medal. See, that was my thinking, but I didn't want to say it. Just in case. <laughs> No. Be an incredible, incredible achievement. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just really—I've said this before, and I, we just recently published the interview that um, I did with Franco Bianconi. But I just feel like the future for Italian pairs in general right now is so bright, um, so that it's exciting to see like not only this team, but if they can secure more spots. And there's just. Um, some really exciting other teams coming up behind them and pushing them on them, and so um, oh, really exciting. Yeah, because Andre never they got European medals, but yeah, for, they would be the first uh, Italian team to medal at the World Championships for Paris. No pressure, no pressure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had, yeah. I actually had, despite all of what I just said about how much I enjoy Kanti Machi and I'm rooting for them, I also had um, Stellato Judec Deschamps as my bronze because I think that they are on a upward trajectory right now. Um, that they did quite well at Four Continents for having been off of training she'd been sick for so long they were trying new elements you know they were they were in the middle of a big sort of climbing back up the hill and did pretty well and yeah. so i believe in their ability to over having had a month and a half to um have gotten significantly stronger in the meantime but i feel like i might see them in practice and then rapidly change my mind about that but not <laughs> seeing them in a month and a half my my like last data point gives me this sense that they're improving. 
another one to bet against Diana Stellato. I feel like she can achieve exactly. If she puts her mind to it. <laughs> well, I'm just furiously checking now if she wants to medal how many older entrants there have been. Maybe somebody's got their eyes on that one as well because that I'm rooting for anybody that's still competing that's older than me. I'm <laughs> inspired by them. That's always my role. Anybody who's older than me, taller than me, or jumps to uh, clockwise um, automatically gets extra points in my book. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, got a few questions coming in about pairs. A uh, quick one from Miriam. I hope Conti and Machi do it. Excited to see if they can pull off the triple cell double, uh, double axel, double axel like they did at Challenge Cup. Uh, yeah, that would certainly help. Marla, what do you think about Safina and Berudova, who came fourth last year? Uh, I am worried about them competing. Because uh, yeah. obviously she has been very injured this year. Obviously she was, I think it was the French Grand Prix, where she almost collapsed at the end of it. Um, and it, the what I've heard from their coach doesn't sound incredibly promising in terms of their readyship for the for the competition. So I'm I'm worried especially about Karina. Um couple of shout outs to our British pairs, Smartmatic. Um looking forward to seeing Smartmatic at their first, I think third ever international, certainly their first worlds. And of course excited for Vapen Law and uh Anastasia Vapen Law and Digby. It's really nice to have two British pairs. Yeah. They uh uh, Lydia and Harry were fighting right until the end to get their minimums for this competition. And there was seeing the reaction to getting those minimums, that's joyous. Yeah. yeah. And you just hope that then, uh, then the joy that any of the skaters got in making their world's minimums, you then hope that they just really relish the opportunity and then don't place new imposed pressures on it. You've made a huge accomplishment, you represent your nation at World Championships enjoy every second, save every second. That, you know, that was the accomplishment. Don't now place, don't let that, you know, impinge now with other pressures you'd experience at this event. Definitely. Um, I'll be really interested to see how the Germans do. Um, with, and also um, Carrera and Misho um, are, all teams that I was like debating where they, you know, I was trying to figure, I, I made a top six and I was trying to figure out who was going to be, uh, who I was putting in sixth place. And I went back and forth a bunch of times um, who I thought was going to be there. But yeah, because looking at season's best results, Pereira and Michelle were sixth on that list. Wow. Um, made their, I think, second international competition with four continents. And I did great. Um, yeah. So I, I think they've got a great point. And obviously, rooting for the Germans, rooting for Annika and Robert, because I love their short program so much. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Miriam says, Globeva and Jibatulis Moore could do very well if his injury is healed. I agree, Miriam. Yeah. And then Marla had a question before we move on to Ice Dance. Which debut pair, either new to seniors or a newly formed team, do you think will impress the most? I think we've mentioned them already. Yeah. I, I think I was commentating on her as a junior in the Junior Grand Prix in the women's event. So yeah, that's it's amazing the season she's had. Yeah. I interviewed them at Four Continents and was so impressed um, with like the attitude that they have and just about her in general that um, like she just was like so relaxed. She was like, yeah, no, it's not that hard. Like, it's been good. And I was just like, amazing. You saying that it's not that hard, but yeah. Pair, pairs women are amazing. All women are amazing. Women are. single skaters just suddenly doing a twist. I'm like, how, how, how have you done this? So she was a, she did pairs in, as a novice, um, which I was helpful because she was like, she'd learned twist and she'd learned some of it, like, doubles at a very different level but she'd had something before which did help to explain a bit yeah that makes sense yeah i spoke i was doing the media at canadian nationals and she was like um sort of ragging on trent because he didn't have to do you know two events like uh she did <laughs> and so she was picking on him a little bit in jest it, it was like great to see their uh their banter as well yeah um, 
Okay, last Into comment before we move on to ice dance is I hope Chan and How do well in their world's <laughs> debut. I forgot it was their world's debut. I thought they went last year for some reason. Yeah, it's it's weird. There's so many people debuting, and you forget there's so many people debuting. I know. So on to ice dance again. It feels like an easy battle, like between two teams for gold in ice dance between Chuck and Grace and Dennis and Corey. Oh, I. I put uh, Lolo and Nick in silver. Ooh. I think they've got more momentum. I still have them third. I still think, judging wise, I, I guess it depends on. I believe, I think it was Piper that had uh, surgery, her yeah. appendix. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on her recovery. Obviously, she took a couple months off competing to be able to to come back and do that. Um, Lolo and Nick Silver would be so interesting. They did really it, it, well at NHK as well. So, but is, is that them? Is that what you assuming that who, who would you have, you would have girls and party first, and then Lolo and Nick second? No, Chuck and Bates first, uh, Gillies and Party third. Wow, that's very bold. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it feels like from the scores, the top five is, is fairly set. It just depends on the order. Yeah. Um, but Ice is also very slippy. And as we've seen a couple of times this season, <laughs> yeah. elements don't go to plan. It could I, be interesting. I don't think... Well, I, I would be surprised if you saw two... Um, medalists with the same flag. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I don't know if just <laughs> 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 Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the Italian third. So, but again, maybe I, I would game. like that. <laughs> I have them fourth. I just I, I have them I third. Would love them. I would love them to be third. I just don't have hope of them getting the scores they deserve. Yeah, I think Marco said a couple of times this season that it's they've not received the scores he thinks they deserve or or that but they got they... such scores at Lombardia as well to start. So yeah, that, yeah. But then that's you could argue that's because it's home nation event, so it's tricky. Yeah, I um, have my favorite I was, out of all of the top five. Um, I would go with them for the programs. Wow. Yeah. Cool. With my, I, my I do I enjoy their free on vibes. Um, so, but that. And I have Lila and Lewis in fifth. Yeah, I'm excited for them to get a second um, spot and for us to have a second team to send next year as well. And a very good one too. Yeah, yes. very excited. <laughs> um, a lot of people excited for Christina and Anthony. Uh, Sad it's I at the expense of Hawaii and Baker, but I am very happy for them that they get that chance to show themselves on the world stage. Yeah, and they could be they could be in sixth place in their first world. Yeah, because the scores have been very close. I I like the bold predictions. <laughs> it's I well, so, fun when when it's not predictable. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and I think you know I just it sounds so cheesy and so twee and ugh, I hate myself for saying it, but. Just hope every skates killer programs, and then we're all you know those kind of performances where you're so moved you think, oh my gosh, that was amazing, and they deserve. And then I, I could go with anything, you know. I could go with anything. I could go with the Finnish team blowing me away and going, oh my gosh, yes, 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 all the gorgeous classical gorgeousness. You deserve a medal, or I don't know, like um, Karina Ponomarenko blowing us all away in their world debut and having youthful exuberant. You know, debut debutante energy that deserves amazingness. You know, just want everybody to kill it, kill it. <laughs> A lot of love as well, just for ice dance in general, which is always nice to see. Um, DS Queenie would like because this the the Mrazkov and Mrazek are ridiculous live. So yes, they should. They they are ridiculous. So they, yeah, they need to be at Worlds next year. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, they've already got the Euros spot all sign up. And obviously, Natasha's already got 
the ones that I am the most like looking forward to slash stressed about are the like who will make it into that like 10th place spot because as I look at the season's best scores you've got the Toshlers in 11th um Kana and Ice K in 12th um and then my own sentimental favorites of the younger fr French team um uh Luis and Theo who are in 13th and so like you've got um It'll be interesting to see how everybody um, in yeah. that area shakes out. Because I would love to see um, a top ten finish for Kana and Dai, and I don't know if they're going to be able to make. It. Yeah, we'll get two spots for Japan potentially as well. So, so yeah, okay. So then, in the top ten nations wise, we're assuming within top ten Canadians, Americans, Italians. Brits, French, Finnish. Where am I at now? Like, who who else is gonna like? What other nations then? Uh, you've got the Lithuanians. Lithuania. Yep. Of course, Alison Salius. You've got um, uh, Lopareva and Briso, maybe. Um, yeah. They're like right above that. So, you know, so it's getting too well. They'd have to finish with the top thirteen. You could probably get two. Yeah, it's going to be hard to for France 15. to maintain three spots. But, yeah, interesting. But it should be easy for Canada to get three spots back. Hopefully. And deservedly so. What a shame that we won't see. I know it's so sad that Marjorie is back on there. Um. Basically, I would like whatever to ha happen um, to. Uh, and Dice K that will keep them competing next year. Whatever, whatever result they need to get that will motivate them. Pacify their need to put themselves through this training. Because obviously they just make so much money if they just went into shows. Like they don't need to compete, but selfishly you want them to keep competing. They can do both. They've done both this year. Yeah. And he just said something about, you know, now he's 37, but he doesn't quite believe, you know, he doesn't quite believe it, like, feel like 37. Maybe time he's, by the time he's 40, he'll feel it. And I was like, perfect. Go all the way to the Olympics. Two more years. <laughs> I'm 37, and the idea of doing a four-minute free dance is horrifying. <laughs> all the power to him. <laughs> um, so I want to move on to some questions that we got on social media now because I know Mark doesn't have too much time left. Um, so this one came from our Patreon Discord. Um, how do you feel about Olivia winning Dancing on Ice? It's just, um, it's so wonderful. The world of competitive skating can be so challenging. So gorgeous, obviously, but so, so challenging. And I think um, I had a horrible time as a competitive skater and dancing and I salvaged my enjoyment of the sport. And obviously Olivia's had some amazing times competitively, but I'm just so pleased that she's had such a wonderful experience within Dancing and Ice. And I knew it would be for her, but it was me that promoted her doing it. And I'm so relieved that it was as wonderful mm -hmm. as I thought it would be for her because I suggested it. So I couldn't be happier. Um, and I'll just miss her next year because there's my, there was my best ever pro partner. Um, and one in and one out. <laughs> <laughs> um, some questions from Twitter. How do you prepare for your work? What sources do you use? How do you prepare to commentate? Well, this is where, um, you know, what a, a great question. Thank you. I don't know how I pronounce that, Sunny Milia. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for it because it gives me the opportunity to thank all the people, the wonderful resources. So Sylvia Unseen is amazing. She connects with me on social media um, it helps me tune in especially on the junior grand prix with some of the unseen skaters gives me some amazing stats and facts and articles um the skating scores how epic is that um golden skate you guys there's so many uh, wonderful resources I, I try now to contact all of the skaters or their coaches depending on their age on social media and to see if there's anything they would like us or me to mention um a lot of the skaters though they're so you know in their world that you know, they don't have something they necessarily want to say, but it's just always interesting to hear from them about their life, not about their skating. I think the skaters are so focused on their skating that they think I'm asking pertinent stories through their what they're going to perform, whereas I just want to know about their lives because I think that's what we as, as skating fans around the world want to connect with so that we're 
sort of emotionally engaged and connected to the skaters. So I'm trying to connect with as many skaters as I can on online or their coaches. Um, and then hopefully because I get the chance, last year I had the good fortune of being on site for the Junior Grand Prix, which um, offered opportunity to chat to the skaters, which gave some intel to, to give on the commentary. Um, I only land in Japan late Monday evening, but hopefully I get the chance. I don't know what my accreditation will allow me to do, but hopefully I get a chance to, to just see some skaters and ask if there is anything that they want us to mention because you know the, uh, the more that we have the better like i've literally like i am you know knee deep in <laughs> in paper um not very good for the planet but because i want to represent the skaters as well as i can so um and an answer to how do i prepare for the work whatever source i possibly can i just need more time i just more more time there's never enough time and then Sylvia and Skating Schools are both in the chat earlier, so hopefully they heard your shout out as well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> who do you miss this season? Um, I think, you know, we touched on it earlier. I think we'll always miss, you know, the world's best that were, you know, the end of that Olympic cycle. So, um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Gabriel Papadakis and Guillaume Cizeron. Um, so I miss them to some extent. However, we're watching the World Championships, we're watching you know the world's best. We're seeing amazing skating. So there's such a plethora of brilliance that we don't. I'm not too mindful that I'm missing stuff because there's so much greatness. So I yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, any journeys or stories in particular you're interested in watching this season, like Mai's return, the strength of Italian pairs? Yeah, well, Mai's return. I mean, gosh. Knowing that she'd been hospitalized for so long, like that just blows my mind. So then I'm not judging, thank goodness I would never want to do that, but mm -hmm. I try to be sort of impartial or just supportive in the commentary. It's a difficult, but I can't help but then be emotively engaged in that. And that's why I want to get as many stories as possible. So for me to represent the skaters best, I want all to know all those stories because then you know, we can all connect with them so much more. So when my Mahara goes out to compete, like knowing what she's gone through, it just makes my, you know, soul want to keep her on her feet for everything and keep her rotation clean and beat her around as fast as she can. Um, so yeah, I'm invested in the stories, you know, the time pair skating, again, great story, or like the story about um, the Canadians, uh, Marjorie and Zach, like that's a story that I'm moved by. It's sad to think of them watching the World Championships knowing that they would have been competitive but can't be there stories are great i want to share the stories <laughs> all the stories i love that that's that's why we do this well as well we mm. want to share their stories as well mm. um where do you think the top five from junior worlds will fit in next season as seniors um marnie hi marnie um it's, it's an interesting one because there's so much hot debate online about the age requirements and I hear some very passionate philosophies on what's right and what's wrong, particularly in the women's competition. Um, I think it's really sad that Sonia Barham and Daniel Chimentsev, how the age restrictions impact upon them as new world champions. Um, there's the, obviously the huge debate as to the likes of Mark Shimada and how she will not be able to step up given that she is the highest, she's still the highest scoring uh, yeah. this season. So I think the question was how will they fare when they step up and then two of the world junior champions can't step up. Um, so that's, you know, talking point, but I understand that, you know, everything needs rules or requirements or we all need structure for which to move forward from. So I, I appreciate that, you know, we have to make structure, um, but then obviously maybe there can be some fluid and deviations as we learn more about how it impacts the result. So um, where do I think the top five from Junior Worlds will fit in next season as seniors? Discipline dependent, discipline specific, um, but I'd probably go on that. I'd remove my emotions and I'd go more on stats and go on scores and just say, well, based upon how their scores lie this season in relation to seniors, I think we go in at whatever. <laughs> I'd play it safe. <laughs> great answer and a great point as well. Um, 
Do you think the Grand Prix in Sheffield has opened opportunities for more skating events in the UK? Would you be interested in seeing anything like this happen in Scotland? And I know this Twitter user is trying to get a Grand Prix in Glasgow or Edinburgh specifically. Oh, <laughs> sick second motor, I'm up for that. That would be that would give me the chance to go home and see my family. I'd be up for that. Um, so I think they, I, because um, I didn't even get, although I commentated for that issue on the Grand Prix in Sheffield. I couldn't be on site just because of the satellite and all like technical stuff that I don't is above my head and I don't understand. Crazily, despite the fact that I have coached there and trained there since I was twenty one, I couldn't be on site. And then after that event, I was in you know in dancing in ice world and I was away from home, so I haven't actually connected with the the competitive world of skating as much because I've been in the tele world of skating. Um, so I'm not quite sure the impact, but I know that um, anybody that's involved with figure skating would be so delighted that that took place. And so hopefully that would be able to take place again. I know that uh, Junior Grand Prix final took place in Scotland in Ayrshire in Presswick um, when I was a single skater. So that would have been like early 2000s. Um, so it'd be wonderful to see something like that happen again. The, something like that has to happen to help generate sports. A bit like chicken and egg. Would, they, would, would an event like that go there because there's not the same... Um, viewership as there is guaranteed to be in Japan but with that event then consequently help elevate the viewership as well and certainly you know Lila and Lewis oh my goodness Lewis Gibson how amazing it would be for him to to compete in Scotland that would be epic um, and it would be a great platform for his profile as well to boost that so yeah I'd like to think so and I'd like to go in Scotland Awesome. I think that's all the questions we have from social media. If you sent a question in on social media, um, we're really sorry we couldn't get to them. I know Mark is very aware of time, which is totally I will, I will reply to everything um, afterwards. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, Mark, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, commenting, uh, talking to us throughout the stream. And I think that's where we'll end it. Mark, is there anything you'd like and to end on? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, well, thank you for asking me to be on. Appreciate it. Well done to you guys for all your hard work in promoting the sport. And then probably the last thing I would just like to say is if anybody does have intel or stories or um, just tidbits of information about the skaters competing next week, I am um, alongside Belinda Noonan commentating on the event. And I know I'm sure I, I don't know Belinda well, but I'm sure she and I both would want to shout out to say that the more that we can amass, the more we can enrich the you know the, the world of skating and the skater experience and the fan experience hopefully as well awesome uh well thank you so much and we'll end the stream here Cheers, guys. okay wait before Bye, we do everyone. someone's very excited belinda joining you <laughs> best news ever according to vivian so that's great great way to end thank you mm -hmm. bye